Nope, 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 nope. We're gonna have to restart because that was offensive, Jeff. What? That was offensive, and I can't put that on the Warriors Revenge podcast. It wasn't. It wasn't offensive. It was immature. Okay, I'll give you that. It was immature and offensive. Well, it's Friday. It's after my shift. Like, I doesn't don't, matter. I, I don't have to watch what I say. This as much is a family-friendly podcast, the Warriors Revenge podcast with me, Scraby, and McBee over there, Jeff McBrayer, who has a. He has a he has a child. I, if, I hope your child doesn't hear you speak like that. He does, and it's funny when he repeats things. Oh I say. my god! <laughs> I'm that guy that I think it's funny when a little kid repeats things he shouldn't say. Oh, that's all I need to know about you. Well, it's cute when he says it. it's not oh. cute when I say it. Well, yeah, true. It is kind of funny when little kids say bad words. Uh, I, can... I don't know why it's so funny to me. Is there an age where that won't be funny? Because uh, I know it's definitely not thirty. Yeah, I don't know. Is your wife in on you teaching your kid bad things? She, when no one's around, she'll laugh. But if she, the kid says, if our kid says it in front of someone, that's when it's like, why did you teach him that word? <laughs> but when it's just us, she will die laughing. Okay, that's. I think a lot of moms are like that, probably secretly down inside. Well, the Aztecs, they have a bye week this week. They just beat Eastern Michigan last week uh, in overtime. It took overtime, which we didn't expect. But one of the things that the reason that we're doing this uh, this podcast today. Without a game this weekend is because there's some big news that came out after our recap of the game, and that was that Jawan Washington has a broken collarbone or clavicle, if you want to be technical, and he's going to be out up to six weeks. Now, I went to the press conference this week when Rocky Long was speaking about it. He said that Jawan is asking the team doctors how quickly people heal from these things because he wants to be back that quickly, but they're going to say six weeks from now. And uh, Jawan Washington will be on the sidelines after going through a toe injury. So not not good news for the Aztecs. We, we talked about it. Chase Jasmine is going to be the starter now. The only thing that's different is that Rocky said Chase Jasmine is now not going to be getting hit during practice anymore because he can't afford to lose him. So I don't know um, how much is this is going to be a big hit because the two of them back-to-back – in a game against upcoming against Boise State next week, I was really thinking that was going to be huge for them. So I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? I think at least it couldn't happen at a better time. I mean, you obviously never want an injury to happen, as yeah. we've talked. But you couldn't ask for a better time in terms of at least you have two weeks to prepare for it, make adjustments, because losing your star running back is never going to be easy. But if you're going to do it, you at least want two weeks to prepare, especially for Boise, rather than just trying to figure it out on the fly the week of. So at least it happens timing-wise it worked the best possible time it could in the season. Uh, but I was looking at the numbers the other day, and, I mean, obviously losing Washington and not having Washington and Jasmine out there together hurts because the more depth you have, you can show different looks. You can yeah. have both of them on the field together. They're different styles. But I was looking at Jasmine's number, 43 carries, 233 yards, averaging 5.4 yards per carry. Juwan Washington had 99 carries, 513 yards. So just doubling that easily would be, you know, 43 carries would be 86, would be 466 yards for Jasmine. He's really putting up about the same, if not better, numbers than Washington. So in terms of having a back in the backfield that can really produce, I mean, you can make the argument 5.5 yards carry to 5.2. He's actually might be a better back right now. I think that's all because that they had each other. And they were able to change a pace because Juwan Washington's more of a shifty back. He's more of a guy who's a finesse back who can well, he can actually break tackles too. But Chase Jasmine, you, he used Juwan Washington breaking a big run to break a big runs on his own. So that's the only thing that I'm really, really concerned about. I have no concerns over Chase Jasmine being the starter for a few weeks, but I'm just concerned about that one-two punch. And hopefully, it is Kagan. By the way, 
Um, Keegan Williams. Kagan Williams. Kagan. It, Kagan. Rocky so we officially got the real pronunciation. Got, yeah, Rocky said Kagan. Okay. He said that he's a more than capable back. He's seen what he's able to do in the practice squad, uh, in the scout teams and all that stuff. So he he's okay with having Kagan Williams as the uh, backup running back, but I'm just really concerned about that one-two punch. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see Williams because, like we talked about, he was the number one recruit in the 2016 class, uh, coming out of high school in this recruiting class. Not the number one player in the country, sorry, Re. Well, just yeah, to, no, just to, to finish up, but number yeah, number one in their recruiting class. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I'm also excited for this Jordan Bird kid. You can play. You don't even have to lose his redshirt if you still want to redshirt him this year because that new rule. He's yeah. only played in one game so far, so you could play him against Boise if you need him. Depending on depth, you can kind of figure out what situations are best to play him in. Obviously, with Boise, you expect a closer game. May not use him there, but you can fill out the games and see exactly where you need him. But I'm excited to see if we use Jordan Bird at all. But yeah, hey. Kagan Williams will finally get some significant time. And I, I know I've said this over and over this season. Obviously, we never want injuries. I'd love to have the best players out there. But I'm looking long-term as well going into next season. Getting these younger guys up, it makes it where next season, and I know everyone wants to focus on this year because this year is the now and everyone's more concerned about the present. But going forward, how good could this team be next year when you add Kagan Williams with with carries, Chase Jasmine, Jawan Washington, and then Agnew with experience now at quarterback. This offense is going to be so good next year looking at all the snaps because of the injuries because we've never really seen uh, the team hit by injuries this way in the Rocky Long era where now we're seeing it and I'm thinking long term it could be a better thing and they're still going to go out and win ball games because there's still a lot of talent on this team. Yeah, the press conference the other day, Rocky actually he had a funny line that he made everyone laugh because Rocky's really good at making everyone laugh. But he also when he makes people laugh, he, he has he's like a think piece guy. It's like almost like a um, you know how they say joke grenades where you kind of get it later on. It's kind of like a think grenade, I guess. He said about all the injuries, quote, the worst part of the situation is we lost a couple players to injury. We're getting younger and younger as the season goes along. That makes it harder to win. And Rocky's never a guy that shies away from putting a kind of a challenge in front of his team. I think that's one of the things that he's best at is motivating his team. So if you want, uh, I'll be going to some press conferences most of the year. So if you if you want to follow 97.3 The Fan SD on Twitter, we, we put out quotes there. I also put out quotes on my uh, Twitter account, at Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B as in boy Y. And Jeff McBrayer, he has a new Twitter handle, and he is going, I'm assuming you're going to start tweeting about college football. No. Okay, well, you're going to be doing something. Where can people follow you? Yes, I will start tweeting about college football, and I'm going to be a lot more active. Uh, It's JMCB973, so JMCB973. All right, and another Rocky Long quote from the press conference about the backup uh, running back. He said, quote, we've got a little bit of time to figure out who the next best is. No one has been given the backup role yet. And he was asked about Zidane Thomas, that running back out of Arizona. Uh, he, he's a freshman this year. He hasn't, been, he hasn't been in game action yet. So he could definitely play a few games here with the four-game four redshirt rule. Um, so I think that we're actually going to see a lot of him. I think that Jordan Bird, though, I believe he's played in all – all four of his games, so they're not going to be able to redshirt him anymore. Is that well? So if, if a guy's played in the four games, you can you can play in up to four games. So you can play the four games, and then you couldn't play the rest of the season if you wanted to redshirt. Yeah, if you want to redshirt, it's and, only for freshmen. No, it's for everybody because this is where you're seeing guys across the country. Like uh, you, we saw Kelly Bryant out of Clemson played the four games when they were trying to figure out their quarterback. Oh. Decided he's not going to play the rest of the year, and he's gone, and he's going to transfer from Clemson. So it's you play four games, and after that you can redshirt. Now some coaches have. 
or each coach is going about it a different way. You've seen some play, you know, freshmen two, their first two games, and then save them, you know, for if injury occurs or use them in the bowl game. So each coach kind of goes about it a different way, and I think each player is a different circumstance too. And that's where this new rule I think kind of can help SDSU this year because if Rocky Long does want to redshirt some different players, then say he does want to redshirt redshirt Bird, you can kind of you know use maybe one guy for two games and another guy for two games because there's a lot of depth at the running back position. Guys, we haven't even mentioned that you know it goes five six deep because they're so good at recruiting running back. So you could see a guy come in for two games and then another guy come in for two games. But I just think because Williams redshirted last year, so we know he can't use it this year because you only get one redshirt year. Chase Jasmine, we already know is going to be the guy. So those are the two guys you're definitely going to lean on just because of that. But in terms of if you need a third back or say one of the guys worst case scenario does go down, maybe you see him kind of cycle through a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, you could play Zidane Thomas three games until Juwan Washington gets back, see what he's got, and it will give him maybe a little bit of confidence, too, leading into next year. Like, hey, I can play a little bit, and if I work hard, I can play a lot of bit next year. Um, one of the other things that was interesting about the press conference is that Rocky said that he may, to, there, there may be a point, say Juwan Washington isn't healing as quick as he wants to, or isn't going to be back when he wants to, that there is a slight possibility that Jawan Washington could apply for a medical red shirt, which will give him another year of eligibility, which is kind of crazy because he's already a junior now. So he would be able to play an extra year, which is uh, pretty cool, I guess, for, for him because I don't know what his NFL chances are or anything like that. But what do you what do you think about that, Jeff? Is that something that that's probably a very very worst case scenario? Oh, I mean that's a, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Yeah, Washington has only played in the four games, so if the collarbone isn't healing the way that they want it to, or say Chase Jasmine gets on a roll, the team's rolling. Obviously, you never want to mess with team chemistry. Do you just decide to let him redshirt and then keep two years of eligibility there? Because then you could have Washington for another two years. You could have Jasmine for two. I mean, you're talking about the running back depth and but aren't adding you kind to of, it. Isn't it kind of a moving? It's, it's it's just a, a, a work in progress, or what am I trying to say? Help me out, please. <laughs> Help me. Uh, I, Isn't I, it because it's it's running back you? They're just pumping them out. It's like a it's like a car on a plant line. You know, it just keeps going, keeps going. Isn't there going to be a little jam log there? But based on what we saw, though, if you can get Washington for another two years, because he had over 500 yards through four games already, he was on pace, I think, for 1600 yards. Would you not want to have that for two years? Oh no, of, just I, one? of course I would. But I'm just saying, like, it kind of. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. A medical redshirt for someone who probably is going to be back. It just is. It is what it is. You get hurt, you move on. I have a. I have a big problem with this transfer rule uh, with Kelly Bryant. I feel like it's created some sort of. Um uh, free agency of sorts in college football. It, it, it does. It, what it, it's really done, and I didn't expect to go this route, but I mean, I, I like that we're going this route. Is the the red shirt rule has really taken the control out of the coaches' hands and put it back into the players. And I think one of the weirdest case scenarios because Kelly Bryant, I mean, they tried him and Trevor Lawrence for you know four games. They eventually said, I don't oh, have a problem with him. Yeah, because I it, have a problem with the rule, and I have a problem with Dabo Swinney. But well, here, I don't have a problem with him deciding to go somewhere else. Here's the one that bothers me, and this is one that was kind of more off the radar because it's not as big of a name. Kelly Bryant, obviously more of a national name but uh, Jalen McClinsky out of Oklahoma State he was the he was uh, one of their they have a great receiving core he was one of their better receivers second in receptions after four games just decided you know what I'm gonna up and leave because I don't think I'm getting enough touches he was second on the team in receptions and he, this is a guy that he's a senior he had been with the program they had a winning culture there it just out of nowhere was just like you know what 
I want to go somewhere else and catch more balls and maybe win like a conference championship. That's the part where I have an issue. Kelly Bryant makes sense. This is a guy that was a starter, led a team to a playoffs, and lost his starting role to a freshman. Obviously wasn't going to see the field again unless injury happened. Whereas a receiver, he was starting and seeing McClinsky at Oklahoma State was seeing the field every single possession and then he just ups and leaves in the middle of the season without really telling anybody that that's where I have an issue is when players can just up and leave like a running back is saying you know what I've only got 300 yards I don't want to waste this year and then leave like that's where I have issues with it more than anything yeah that is that is a little weird all right back to the Aztecs uh one of the other things Rocky talked about was how Ryan Agnew has been playing well wasn't very overly complimented complimentary towards Ryan Agnew which I don't think Rocky's that type of coach but you know, I would. I was a little surprised that he didn't give his quarterback more props. Do you think that's just a motivation technique? I think or, that's just kind of Rocky Long. I mean, I, yeah. Rocky doesn't really give a lot of compliments to no, begin with. If you want with. a hug, you don't. You're not going to go to Rocky to get one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever even seen. It. No, I have seen him smile. I'll take that back. Yeah, Rocky. Rocky's actually, from what I've known from him, I, I've gotten to deal with him uh, on more than a few occasions, and he is actually a really fun guy. He is. He's a very nice, approachable guy. He but is. Yeah, he's not a hugger for sure. No, he's not a hugger. Um, but yeah, I, see, and I think Agnew's done a good job. I mean, I I look at the completion percent of only 55. percent Obviously, you'd prefer that to be about 20 percent higher and be in the 70s or at least you know the mid to high 60s um, and three touchdowns to three interceptions but again I, I go back to Chapman doesn't make mistakes so if you're comparing him to Chapman you're not going to get that Agnew is more raw he's much more of a high risk high reward type of player you're, he's going to take risks you, they're not all going to pay off you're going to see some lazy interceptions you're going to see some plays that don't work out but at the same time I think that extra athletic ability I think that the arm strength he's a guy that he, he can get you more big plays but at the same time, he can also get you more turnovers at the same time. So I understand where Rocky's coming from because it's more of a, it's been very balanced. We've seen a lot of good, a lot of bad. Where Chapman, it's mostly good because he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just keep, I'll stand by it. My, my rule for uh, Ryan Agnew to keep his job is to not turn the ball over. If he doesn't do that, he won't lose his job, unfortunately, for Christian Chapman, who never lost the ball either. But that's how it goes as you are a college athlete. All right, well, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. We're going to do, uh, we're going to get to that, Jeff. Jeff just went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, 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 uh. But I don't want it to end. <laughs> That's what I saw in Jeff's head. He didn't actually do it out loud. But uh, we're going to be doing a preview of the Boise. I, I can't. I don't like saying it like that. Boise. I can't. It's Boise. It's Boise. Well, no, it's Boise. It's, I'm from Oklahoma. It's Boise. It's Boise. Yeah, well, you're okay. saying it wrong. Boise State, they're going to be playing them next week. So hopefully that Wyoming could take them down this week to get a, you know, uh, to get them with a loss so that the Aztecs can go in there with one loss already themselves. Oh, see, I hope the other. I hope the Broncos win because then if they continue to stay ranked, it looks better oh. than the Aztecs. I'm one of those, once the Aztecs play someone, I just want that team to win out to help the resume. All right. Like Stanford. I don't want Stanford to lose all season. All right, well, let's get to our Jeff... McBee or just McBee and as he takes a look around college football. What are we watching this week, Jeff? So this is probably the best college football week we've had since opening really? week weekend. Uh, we've got five games of ranked versus ranked opponents, so you will see some ranked teams go down this week. Five games uh, of ranked versus ranked teams. Wow, that is pretty cool and because then there's it hasn't been like that. It hasn't, not since the opening week. And we've also got 21 unbeatens, guaranteed three for sure will go down this week, if not more, mm. obviously, considering upsets. But we got number 12 West Virginia playing number 25 Texas Tech this weekend. How Should, is the quarterback for West Virginia doing this year? Is he is he Heisman worthy? Will Greyer has gotten a lot of praise. People have him usually in their top five Heisman. My only thing with West Virginia, we really haven't seen them play. They had their game canceled against Eastern Carolina with mm. the Hurricane. 
and the her and then we also haven't seen them really play a whole lot of, of competition yet. So this will be their first competition really with against Texas Tech. Expect a high scoring affair, one of those like 63-56. It's in Lubbock. So wow. expect like a 63-56 like 56 type of game because these two offenses are the kind that will put up 500, 600 <laughs> yards a piece. Um, we got the big game of the week, Ohio State versus Penn State. This is a big one. I'm putting Ohio State on upset alert, though. The wideout, 100,000 people in Happy Valley. Penn State, I know a lot of people have kind of written them off since they struggled with Appalachian State. I think Penn State, its defense, if they can contain the run at all, they've struggled a little bit with that. Contain the run, force Ohio State to beat you in the air, and this team could be upset. Ohio State this weekend. Last Friday, I was watching the Penn State because we have a cl- we have a good friend who's from Penn State. A couple we yeah. know a couple guys that we used to work with that are from Penn State. Yep. So last year when we worked at the Aztecs broadcast, we had to deal with a big Penn State guy who like almost would cry. Well, if one they guy was lose. literally a big Penn yeah, State yeah, guy. The other, the other guy one, was a smaller just a big Penn fan. State guy, but he was a <laughs> massive fan. So I've been paying attention to them. And last week on Friday, they played Illinois in Champaign, yes. Illinois, uh, yes. where Levy Smith is now coaching. And I I, I saw this scroll on the bottom of the screen. It said. Like it said, uh, uh, Penn State's losing to uh, Illinois. So I'm like, oh man, I got to turn this on. And I turned it on, and it was like 63 to 24. I don't yeah. know how long or how long that scroll was, or how old that scroll was, but I've never seen such a turnaround. And it's Trace McSorley. He's pretty good. He's a really good quarterback. Yeah, I, I like Tra- Trace McSorley a lot at Penn State, and that's one of the reasons I think that they can upset Ohio State. I think they uh, Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State is so good. So the quarterbacks are going to be it's going to be a quarterback duel for sure. But I, I really like Ohio State, and that and this will be the first time Urban Meyer's gone on the road since returning. Can you imagine oh. the hostility going through that? Because when it's conference, it's personal. That's going to be fun. Yeah, those fans are going to be brutal, and I can't wait to see the backlash that comes from that. Uh, another big game. Uh, this one obviously more of a West Coast type of game. Stanford playing Notre Dame this is this massive week. this one is huge a huge rivalry in South Bend this is in South Bend I'm one of those I believe this is the best Stanford team we have seen since Andrew Luck was there I agree with you these guys are good well we've never seen them be able to stretch the field with our Sega white side yeah. they were able to stretch the field because we're, we're used to McCaffrey and Gerhardt and the guys that just pound it but when you had Bryce Love with our Sega white side this team can stretch the field and beat you on the ground and they've still got the sound defense that Shaw's known for a great Stanford team I expect Stanford to go to South Bend and knock off Notre Dame. Bryce Love's been a little quiet this year. He has, and that's why I think he's due for a big game, and if he wants to get back in the Heisman conversation, this is the stage to do it. He's done. If he has a huge game on Saturday, he could jump back in the conversation, but I agree with you. I don't think he'll win it, but this is his he's chance. Done. He's got to have a big game Saturday. Another big game, no one's talking about this one surprisingly. Quietly, BYU is very good this season. After beating Wisconsin, they're ranked 20th, playing Washington this week. The uh, 11th ranked Huskies. That one's, nobody's talking about this game, but keep an eye on that one. A late night kickoff on the West Coast. I think BYU could upset Washington, but Washington with the close loss to Auburn, I still like Washington to meet Stanford with the winner of that one obviously winning mm-hmm. the, the Pac-12 in the end. Another game that no one's talking about really on the West Coast, Oregon and Cal. This one's kind of a, a Pac-12 North rivalry. Oregon's ranked 19th. Cal 24th. Nobody has mentioned Cal. I have not heard anybody talking about Cal and they're Cal's quietly 3-0. Like, yeah, Cal's always that team though because my, my aunt went to Cal and she goes to every single home game. They still... Big Cal fans, but Cal's always that team that just never really does anything. They always get off to kind of that good start non-conference, and then they get to the Pac-12 because Pac-12 yeah. North is where all the competition is. And they kind of stink. Washington and Oregon and Stanford. Yeah, I like this Cal team though. I think they're more gritty. Um, I think they're a much more balanced team than we've seen in the past. I like them to 
to be more competitive in this game. But Oregon, based on what I saw last week, I know Oregon lost, but Justin Herbert is the real deal at Oregon. He only had two incompletions in regulation. I think he could be one of those guys. I think he will be the number one quarterback taken in the NFL draft oh, wow. this year. And Who, who's that? I should pay attention. Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback. Okay. He's as good as any quarterback in the country. I don't know about Oregon quarterbacks, though. This look, kid, look you got to watch Mariota. No, they're not running the same system. Watch Justin Herbert. This guy okay. can throw it, and he is accurate. And then the other game I got here where I said one, I said three undefeated is guaranteed to go down. This is one no one's talking about. Revenge game. Syracuse net last year knocked off Clemson mm, in the Syracuse remember, yeah, Dome. Yeah, this yeah, time yeah. they're going to Death Valley, but Syracuse versus Clemson. Syracuse also undefeated. Nobody's talking much about them, so keep an eye on that one. But I think Clemson should be ready for this one. It's obviously, revenge on their mind, but a true freshman quarterback in his first real big game other than – well, I guess he played at a but they had Kelly Bryant and him splitting carries. This is his first time. Kelly Bryant's not there, so if he gets in, gets falls behind, he doesn't have Kelly Bryant to come in and back him up this time. I kind of want Trevor Lawrence to, to fail. Do you? I don't know why. I feel like he stole Kelly Bryant's position. Kelly Bryant didn't even play bad. Kelly Bryant led – all he did was win. He had one loss. All I do is win, And man, if you remember, man. they lost to Syracuse because he got hurt and wasn't in the game last year. That was his only loss last year until they met Alabama in the playoffs. Whew. Well, thanks for taking us through that, Jeff. How, how's your Oklahoma Sooners doing? Good. 4-0. Play Baylor this weekend. Um, trying to go Win. 2-0 in conference. Get to 5-0. and So, yeah, ranked 5th uh, in the question. country. Or 6th. 6th oh, okay. in the country now. My so. last question. How's old McDonald doing over there in Hawaii? <laughs> Hawaii did lose to Army, but Army did take Hawaii to over or, or take Hawaii did sorry Army took Oklahoma yeah. to overtime last week. So Army's a very good team, but Cole McDonald's still putting up good numbers. I think he's one of those guys if he continues to put up big numbers, he could get into the Heisman conversation. But they've got to obviously win out and Hawaii on the back end of the SDSU schedule. So I think that's a game that we predicted SDSU would win early on. Mm-hmm. That was before we knew much about Cole McDonald. Keep it on, then that could be a sneaky game at the end that could have big Mountain West implications. It's true. All right, thanks, Jeff. We are going to get back on this next week when we preview the Boise State game as much as Boise doesn't want to. It's Boise. Boise. The Boise State Bronco game with the Aztecs. Uh, And until then, have a great weekend, everyone. If you're listening to this on a Thursday or a Friday or something, what day is it? It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Well, thanks again. My name is Scraby. This is Jeff McBrayer or McBee. Uh, your Twitter handle, your new Twitter handle? J McB, J M C B 973. And mine is at Matt Scraby, M A T T S K R A B as in boy Y. I'll tweet out stuff about the Aztecs. Jeff will tweet out stuff about college football. Now that I've put him on the spot, he might have to send at least one tweet this weekend. So thanks for listening to the Warriors Revenge podcast. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>